pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It's the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk. Darren Rowe, our dog behaviourist, is up and about bright and early on a Sunday morning. Morena, Darren, how are you? Good morning, Kylie. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, you haven't had a great <laughs> week, have you? You've had a bit of bit of sad news this week in your household. Yeah, yeah it, has, it has been a sad, it was a sad day yesterday. Um, but but for me, it's more of a celebration of a life, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to our little um, Irish setter, Ginger, that some of you may have seen on, um, on the TV and stuff like that. Um, absolutely fantastic dog, but she was suffering from an autoimmune disease and unfortunately it just got a bit too much for her and we, we made that decision. We were very fortunate that our um, good friend um, Charlie Quinn, who's the vet that's on um, every other weekend, um, she came out and helped us with that. So thank you, Charlie. I really appreciate that. Her and Emma. It was, uh, a, it was made it made it a lovely experience if that can be <laughs> if that's the right word yeah um i'm yeah. really sorry to hear that and that it came to this but um mm. obviously it wasn't a decision that you came to lightly and many others will have had to have gone through a similar thing i imagine yeah it's a really hard decision it's kind of um what i want to really talk about today is is how you know how do we make that decision and, and the process that we go through afterwards more to the point because we think of it as um you know we're ending a life with a dog but actually um how does that impact on all of the other dogs and and, and all the other people in the family as well family I yeah i mean they it's are part of the family so, aren't they yeah, yeah. oh gosh I, I mean our dogs we don't have kids so our dogs are our family basically <laughs> so yeah, so um, let's talk about the impact then of, of that and how people can deal with it. And um, yeah, I mean, how, what are your suggestions? Well, I think first of all, I mean, we were fortunate in some ways because we saw it coming. We had a bit of time to prepare for it for ourselves. So um, we had that conversation with Charlie about a week ago to say that this is likely to be on the cards if things don't get better this week. Um, so we, we kind of prepared ourselves a little bit as much as you possibly can for this for that decision. And I think that's important. But when it's um, when it's a shock and it just has to happen, that's really hard, isn't it? And um, <coughs> sorry, if I <laughs> get a little bit emotional. Yeah. Um, so. That, that's us. So we, we sort of like made sure that we had time, we got plenty of sleep, all those kind of things, just so that the stress didn't start to build up. Um, but I think people forget that animals are sentient beings as well. And our dogs, obviously, they, they run together, they, they sleep together, all that kind of stuff. So to lose a family member for them is actually a massive impact. Um, anybody that sits there and says that, you know, dogs just they, they don't really care, it's completely wrong. We, we, we've lost a few dogs over our lives, unfortunately. Um, they always say they're going to live forever, but they never do. And um, we, uh, our first sort of few dogs, we took to the vets and unfortunately had to euthanize one of them there. And um, <coughs> they didn't, we didn't bring them home. And our dogs spent a good year, I'm not joking, it was quite horrible, a good year in depression, mm. looking, for, looking for their soulmate, really. And they didn't know, they didn't know what happened. They just, one day they were there, one day they weren't. And it was really y- hard. Yeah, so how do you set up a, another dog or another pet in the family to understand, if that's yeah. even the right word, what's it's about to happen? So, <coughs> so I remember speaking to a, um, a, another dog trainer many, many years ago, and she said that um, one of her dogs actually was running around and, and just sort of was very ill and died pretty much there and then. And all the other dogs saw them. Um, she had quite a few dogs at the time. And at that point, they all just came over, sniffed the dog, and then ran off and carried on playing. She said and she never had any hassle with the dogs before, after that. So we um, we did the same thing with our last dog that died, and we brought them back, and all the dogs just came over. And, and don't get me wrong, we're not good, they don't sit there and sort of have a little conversation with them. They just have a little nuzzle. Um, 
but it's that closure isn't it i think that all people look for when someone dies or an animal dies um seeing that body that's not alive anymore and and they literally just came over gave them a little nuzzle and then they were off playing they grabbed the bones and they were playing running around and it was almost like nothing had happened right so an acknowledgement a physical yeah. acknowledgement of of a mm. um a, a canine brother or sister yeah, that exactly, has passed yeah actually can have much better long-term effects or, or perhaps no long-term effects versus yeah. what what is the alternative well, <clears throat> so so when we when we lost um bruce our first irish setter oh gosh about 10 years ago now um one of my dogs went into severe depression it can only be described as doggy depression and he just didn't want to get up and, and he lost loads of weight and, and i thought he was going to die as well actually because he you know he was he was pining really badly and um it was a really hard one we ended up sort of forcing him to do exercise because <laughs> you do to get out of depression and, which um, is what what human we humans yeah. do yeah well it's exactly the same i mean if you think about it it's not that far-fetched to think that dogs um do the same kind of things as human their brain okay maybe the frontal lobe's a little bit smaller but they've still got the same kind of emotional states if you believe that dogs have emotion which i strongly do um so yeah getting getting out so so really we we got him out we started doing agility and all that kind of stuff with him and and that gave him a purpose mm. then he came out but yeah, it was it was it was hard. It was really difficult, and of course we were going through that grief as well, which didn't help. So whether they were just reacting from us as well, um, very difficult. I didn't want to get up and take the dogs for a walk. I was sure. <laughs> no, no, we're talking with dog behaviourist Darren Rowe. He had to sadly put um, one of his dogs to sleep yeah, yesterday yeah. after a long-term illness. If you've got a question for Darren about this issue or anything else um, to do with your pets, your dogs, um, flick us a uh, text to 3920 or you can give us a call 0800 844 747. So like a human experiencing grief and potentially depression, regular exercise helps, but also making sure that the quality of food that you're giving your dog yeah. is good right yeah i think so um i mean the quality of giving a quality of food i mean sandy talks about food a lot but giving a good quality food to a dog is obviously really important anyway but i think when when you're going through grief there's quite a lot quite a strain on the body and it, it, the body needs extra energy to, to make sure it can can deal with that all those hormonal changes and things like that so a really good quality food is um is really important whether that's a dry food a wet food or whatever just make sure it's the, the best you can possibly give them i guess um because we found that one of our dogs lost quite a lot of weight when they were um grieving and uh, that's that's not a good thing, <coughs> definitely. So, um, but also I think it's it's good to to make sure that you acknowledge that you know you go through grief the same as you would if it was a person. I mean, sometimes those uh, animals are they're in your life longer than people <laughs> in that sense in terms of they're there all the time. So when you lose a dog, it's actually important that you recognise that you will go through grief yourself, and that will have an impact on on the dogs around you and and, and any animal, cats, any animal you have in the household, really. What about uh, the benefits of play for both of you? You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure today you've you've got a plan. Possibly, possibly, possibly you're allowed one day in bed, Darren. I reckon well, at least. But I um, wish. I'm actually yeah. <laughs> I'm actually doing a seminar with a rescue centre later on. Oh. helping them to. Uh, so you're going to have to fake it today. Season. Fake it. No, yeah. Well, Again, I sat there and I thought I was going to cancel him, and I thought, you know what, Ginger's spent most of her life helping dogs. It would be mm. a travesty if I didn't <laughs> do that as well. So, so yeah. So, but that play is really important, isn't it? So, um, play just generally can prevent behavioural issues. It it helps if you do it appropriately. It helps to prevent that predator prey drive, which is always the thing that dogs get in trouble with. But when they get sad and depressed. 
plays always a good thing but it's quite hard to get a dog to play sometimes when they're a bit sad um and same with people you've got to actually kick them off the couch to get them to do something <laughs> so you have to work really hard and you have to find that favorite toy maybe soak that that rag that they normally play with in fish oil or something like that so it really stinks oh <laughs> that's a, a great glass. idea yeah <laughs> just get just get them in and you know what it's like once you start doing something like that then then that serotonin kick hits in yeah and it's then, infectious and you want to carry on yeah so yeah. it's really important that you make the time to to, to push that and make sure that they play um, definitely <laughs> and, and like with humans a little bit more extra kindness will go a long way yeah because um I, and I saw it this morning that um, one of my dogs um came out and she's obviously um it's obviously affected her and she ran out and one of the dogs had a little nip at her tail and then she just lost it and it was mm. like whoa 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 <laughs> calm down it's just that whole emotional state that they go through um there's a loss they don't maybe understand it in a way we do but there's something missing and um yeah and i had to calm her down rather than sort of like go you naughty dog all that kind of stuff just to yes. accept that things might go a little bit um awry and behaviors might go funny they might even if they get um, really sort of like fearful, um, they might end up sort of growling at people and things like that. And it'll be totally out of character to your dog. Don't stress about it. Just protect them because it's it's their emotions talking, not necessarily the, the real dog, if that makes sense. Yeah, even no doubt the most well-trained dogs can display these anxieties and fears and changes yeah. of behaviour if things are not <coughs> quite the same uh, That's right. in, their, in I mean, their own lives. Yeah. I mean, we're quite fortunate in some ways, I guess, because we've got um, more... more did have eight dogs now we've got seven dogs but they've got other dogs they can play with um but if you've got one maybe two dogs then that will be the um mm. the rock when it will have just disappeared overnight and I, I see that a lot and then i come in and obviously six months later the behavioral issues have started to kick in because they, people didn't acknowledge that so it's really important to understand that if you lose a dog and you've got like an older dog and a younger dog that will be their role model their rock suddenly it's gone it's really hard. That is really hard. Yeah. Um, we're talking with Darren Rowe, dog behaviourist yeah. um, from Mindfulness for Dogs. If you've got a question, the number to text in on is 3920 on this topic or anything else to do with yeah, your canine friends. Um, the number to call is 0800-844-747. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.